We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Five seconds to go. Knicks have time. Quickly racing up the floor. Stops. Three-pointers up. It's good at the buzzer. Emmanuel quickly. You asked for a net rating update. Oh, is it up? I got it. I got it. I got it. So you wondered if the Knicks were have a top five net rating? I'm pretty sure they will. Okay. So, drum roll, please. The New York Knicks currently are fifth in net rating at 6.8, according to NBA stats. But wait! There's more. That doesn't eliminate garbage time, does it? So let's go to cleaning the glass and see what they say. And unfortunately, the Knicks were up by too many points today because they're sixth in net rating <laughs> over at cleaning the glass with a plus 6.1 point differential. So, um, but top five and top six, depending on whichever uh, website you want to go to. Perhaps most encouraging, um, their offense is up to 17th in the NBA.com stats. And it's really neck and neck with Phoenix and Utah. So they're right there for 15. Uh, early season struggles, but didn't take them long to get back into the, the top half of the league-ish uh, in, um, in offense. And that is uh, despite they still have the 29th ranked effective field goal percentage. That is even after today's game and their hot shooting. My God, what it says about this team that after the last two games where they've shot it really well, that they are still 29th in effective field goal percentage. Their their bad has been bad this year. They dug themselves into a huge hole as far as efficiency goes, but the number that is going to continue to not save them, but produce for them, they are, uh, they're actually not first anymore in offensive rebound percentage. Charlotte got ahead of them today. Um, But we're talking 34.6 is Utah, 34.3 is Charlotte, and 34.2 is the Knicks. So, We'll see what happens tomorrow in Boston. But and just to close the loop on that, um, and it's the other things that they did last year too. They're getting the, how many times they get to the line today? They got the, they must have got to the line thirty times today or something close to it. And uh, they continue to take really good care of the ball, offensive rebounding, low turnover, um, get to the line. You know, I, I sound like Tibbs, but that's that's the formula. And if you could shoot, great. Uh, busy. I love Julius Randle. Never doubted him for a second. Busy. This is my new favorite bit. Keep it going. It really is. It's a good, bit. but he's good. He's good right now. He's playing well. I know. Busy was saying this whole time. He never doubted him. Thank you, Busy. Appreciate you as always, man. Hamdi, what's going on, Hamdi? Yeah? I like that this team is establishing an identity, uh, reestablishing because it's, I, I, it's kind of the same identity as last year with a couple of tweaks. Will there be better teams? Absolutely. But it seems like they know who they are and the bench chemistry is so nice to see. Yeah. Um, 
But again, I'm thinking back to what, you know, the conversation I was having with myself uh, before. How many teams, like, there's not that many teams out there that you'd, you'd bet your life are just flat out better than the Knicks right now. <clears throat> like, there are teams you, you figure will get there. Like, you figure Phoenix will get there. You figure Milwaukee will get there. Um, you know, Golden State, you figure uh, Golden State's been better than them, arguably, but actually, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Knicks have better net rating, so maybe not. But like, better right now? Nuggets, Wolves, Celtics, Sixers, certainly. You know, it's really those four. Thanks, Andy. Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? The process on offense is really encouraging. Yes. On offense, uh, the offense is generating quality attempts. The defense is still solid. Things are starting to come together. Let's go to Knicks. You just made me want to look something up because you know what I like about where the Knicks are at right now in that, boy, have we come a long way. <clears throat> like it's been, it's been in waves where under Phil Jackson and maybe even a little bit after Phil Jackson, <clears throat> they had, not only do they have the worst shot prior, shot, shot shot profile in the league, but they have the worst shot profile in the league to, to a, to a comical degree. Um, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even close, like the amount of long twos that they took. Uh, so now, and then after that, then they started to slowly modernize, but then it was like, at times you felt like it was forced. Like they were at times over the last few years, take like, figure taking a lot of threes but like were they quality threes sometimes you doubted that and then to the point where I think last year they actually took either the least or second least or third least long twos in the league and now it's like when they take a two that's kind of long and I'm looking at the shot chart right now I mean look it's ESPN.com's shot chart and the, the, the circles are kind of big so I don't pretend this is an exact science it looks like they shot, but other than they, every shot today was either a free throw in the painted area or behind the arc with the exception of two. They had two quote unquote long twos that I could see. Maybe I'm missing, maybe there was a third one that, and then one of these dots is like close to the line. And you've just felt such confidence. Like, yeah, are there a lot of, I'll call long short mid rangers, right? So a short mid ranger cleaning the glass defines it as inside of 14 feet. Are there a lot of shots that they take that are on the longer side of that? But yeah, but you feel confident in those when it's like Randall, boom, 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 battering ram, and then bounces off someone and like fades away. And like that's a good shot when he gets into the middle, his like happy space right in front of the, the rim, 10, 11, 12 feet away. That's a good shot. Emmanuel, quickly, anything in the painted area is a, a good shot now. You know, obviously Jalen Brunson goes without saying. And, and this is what I, why I praised the front office earlier. This is the team that they've built. And then to foster it or to fortify it rather with Mitchell Robinson doing what Mitchell Robinson does and like, oh, okay, well, one of those short or short-ish or long-ish short mid-rangers misses, it's okay. Mitchell clean it up or Isaiah Hardenstein will clean it up. Shout out, by the way, to Isaiah Hardenstein fouling out in 17 minutes today. It's fantastic. <clears throat> Thanks, Haitian. Uh, Zach, hello. Halilovic always takes me a minute. Minor nitpick. Dante shouldn't give up open shots to Hart. He's way better at shooting. That's 
I, you know, again, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to get all these guys rolling. Like Dante knows he, his three point shot's going to be there right now. Josh Hart been a little bit of a little bit of a struggle. He needs to get himself going. Um, so I don't, I don't mind. I understand why you nitpick. It's a fair nitpick. I, I kind of like it. I like trying to get the guy who's had an iffy shooting start, get him going. Um, yeah. Chris Carter, what's going on, Chris? Hard to script it better with the, with a back-to-back. Not a big deal, but guys need to shoot it instead of constantly attacking closeouts. I, I, it is very clear <clears throat> what the messaging is. If you're open behind the three-point line, shoot it. If you're contested or you or it's a tough shot, put the ball on the floor, make the next read. I love that in theory. And in actuality, it produces some of the best possessions that we've seen from this team in fucking decades. When you have the possession like we had that Mike Breen called it, that might have been the best possession of the season, where it was mostly the starters, whereas drive, kick, drive, kick, drive, kick ended up in an open or semi-open RJ Barrett dunk. And then there was another one with the with the subs, where I think it was was it quickly to Hart to Hardenstein, or maybe it was the other I had it the other way around, but Hardenstein ended it with a dunk. Like we we went entire seasons without seeing possessions like that for the Knicks. And now we're getting two, three a game, you know, that are really, really nice, especially with the bench unit. So I think there's a balance. I think there's a balance. Um, and, and you know, are, are, do they have as many players with the natural passing DNA as like the Warriors do? No, they don't. So that's why the balance at times is always going to feel a little tenuous. Um, but I like where their heads are at. You know, I like the effort, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Will Oliver is a stress-free matinee. When is that allowed? Apparently I didn't think so, but apparently it is. This reminded me of the Suns game from last year. That was another stress-free matinee. win. I think Booker sat that game out, Jessica, what's going on, Jess? I love hearing you um, chime in on the, on the uh, halftime zoom today. Shout out to all the other halftime folks. Our bench is the Kraken. <laughs> I like that. I love the IQ RJ combo minutes. Bought a Mitch jersey today. What a long, strange trip it's been. 10 games in. Keep on trucking, Knicks. Also, what do you think of the Simba cam? Um, the Simba cam, is that when a parent holds up their child? Like, Yeah, okay. So at MSG, they have yeah. a Simba cam, which uh, during a timeout when they try to have fun, where you hold up your child in the air like Simba and they play the circle of life intro, the Naziguenya. So. Wait, were they, tr- what'd you say? They try to have what? They try to have fun in between time during a timeout when there's no basketball, they try to entertain the people that are there and there's no basketball at the moment. Fun. You ever heard of it? Fun. F, F is for friends who do stuff together. You know, you, 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 you is you for you some- and me. You send me some notebooks. You might have to send me a dictionary because mm. I looked that one up. Um, I'm glad you bought the Mitch jersey. That's awesome. You'll wear it well, Jessica. I wish I had one myself. I got to get some kind of Mitch gear. We need to do a Mitch. Oh, that's right. I suggested a Mitch thing, but Andrew shot me down as, as something to sell. Ain't happening. If you want to tell everybody about they can, it ain't happening. It's a great idea. No. 
Okay, the, the uh, let's put it to a vote here. Well, now, now it's going to become a thing that people are going to want us to build. And okay, say what Fred it is. Fred Katz, future future Pulitzer Prize winning uh, athletic scribe, Fred Katz penned an article that sh- should get a, a Pulitzer. The article should get a Pulitzer uh, called I don't know if it was called "Riding the D Train," but it was about Mitchell Robinson and his love and joy that he gets from the from the. New York Post uh, headline riding the D train who wouldn't wear riding the D train Mitchell Robinson shirt I would so we can't because Mitch would we're, we're trying to avoid like getting sued we can't put Mitch anywhere on it so it would just be a shirt that says riding the D train all the better because then you can, I mean people like what hey. you, do you like? To do, I mean, people can ask you. It's a great conversation starter. How about that? So everybody is going to have to start a conversation with random person like you on the sidewalk riding the D train or they're just going to give you like a look like, oh, that man is riding the D train. No, I love like, talk- disrespect to anybody that wants to ride the D train. I love talking to people. So that's a great. I, I yeah, totally. That, that That's the thing that when I think of John Magri, it's talking to people. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> um, anyway, Jessica, I just looked it up. This these stats have not been updated uh, yet uh, today. Going into today, RJ and quickly remember they only played have only played six games together coming into today because um, RJ missed two games. But coming into today, they were plus eight point six per hundred and seventy one minutes. That's good. Um, offense is like eh, offense is okay. One twelve point five. Uh, elite, elite defense. One oh three point nine. Uh, so the, I mean, I should surprise nobody. The bench has been playing outstanding defense all year. Uh, Stevens Guillaume, this fucking team took care of business. Boston next. I love it. I love it. Anthony to go from hoping for five on five to the vibes being great. Yeah, we got it. I mean, we got it. And, and I'm again, I don't, I don't feel comfortable calling tomorrow icing on you know gravy or icing on the cake or whatever the appropriate analogy is because it's not. It's like it's a division rival. You've already lost one game against them, like, and it was a game you could have won and you arguably should have won. Um, now you're going into onto their home floor. They, you know, they're awesome. They're starting five. I mean, Jesus, you want you want some numbers? I'll look up. Uh, <clears throat> Boston's uh, starting five. It's, you know, we're a little past Halloween, but it is, it is frightening. Oh, here we go. So this is seven games. This is, this isn't even real. Holiday, Porzingis, Brown, Tatum, and Derek White in 114 minutes this season over seven games. This isn't even a fake. This isn't even a real number. They are plus 41 points per hundred possessions. With a a one hundred twenty seven point nine offensive rating and an eighty six point nine defensive rating. Now, there are reasons why that number is like a, a fake number. Like they had the one game against Indiana where Halliburton sat out and they won by a thousand points. Um, but like, Jesus, forty one point zero over seven games. Like they are. You you want to talk about our team is clicking? The Celtics starters are clicking. Um, so it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard battle, but go in and, you know, take, take your best shot. 
Um, MDM, what's going on again, Andy? Dante's defense and just little hustle plays is so complimentary to IQ and heart. Yeah, I I mean, those guys together are going to be just, they're just going to get better and better all, all season long. You know, there it's should be a natural, like quickly, I know quickly isn't part of the Nova crew, but like he fits right in like a glove with them and they're going to cut more and they're going to be, the passing's only going to get better and Josh Hart sells and got his offense going. So, uh, hush, what's going on? Hush, uh, great game. No complaints. Well, that's, that's big coming from you. RJ Mitch and IQ look phenomenal. Can't get over the fact, um, that they're homegrown talents. What we've all wished for, for decades. Let's go next. Yeah, this is great. This is, this is really great. It's even better. Like, you thought maybe it couldn't get better than last year, and it arguably is because you got Mitch playing at a higher level, and obviously you got RJ making making a leap, and quickly has been better. Thanks, Hush. Christian Finnegan, what's going on, Christian? At some point in the first half, Randall dumped it to Mitch in the post, drawn up or just a goofy one-off. I'd love to see them experiment with that in garbage time. Sorry if you addressed this. No, it's all good. It, someone brought up the play, but that's a good question. I think they're making an effort to get Mitch the ball more. Now, to Randall's credit, I would argue that Julius Randall has been trying to do this. I, certainly last year, he did it a lot. Um, and I would argue he maybe did it at times to the team's detriment in the playoffs where I want to say against the Heat, there were definitely some instances where I think Miami probably wanted him to make that pass because they knew that like if Mitch only has a split second for a clean catch. Now, when we've seen it this year, I think it's looked good. Like today, that was awesome to see. You know? I mean, and and yeah, I, I do think like Mitch has been working all this stuff or on over the years, like the, the crossovers and the shooting threes, like that, that's all nonsense, but something like you're under the basket, like do a one dribble post move. That's fine. He should be able to do that. That's absolutely within his wheelhouse. And that is something like, if not now, when, you know, if not during a game like this, then when, you know, still some stakes. So it's not like it means nothing, but it's a good situation to, to do it. And I don't think we've seen less of that. I don't think it's a one-off at all. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? What's up, John? When are we going to stop disrespecting an RJ, RJ and realize that he is a Steph-level three-point shooter? <laughs> if you object, you're a hater. This is a good comment. Uh, very nice game. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, look, he's is he the leading three-point shooter in the league right now? I think he might be. Yeah, look, look it up in, in real time here. <clears throat> so... Uh, three point percentage. Uh, if we let's see, so RJ is shooting it. What is he? Is he that high? He must be really high. RJ's fifteenth. Why can't I? Why am I not seeing it? Well, actually, it might not. It hasn't updated yet. So I'm, I went to NBA uh, the ESPN dot com because they actually have a criteria that you have to meet in order to do it. Oh, uh, okay. To qualify. Um, and RJ was so what is he? Oh, here. going into today. Okay, so I have him after seven games. He is um, in a, a billion way tie for 26th place with 50%. But here are the guys. I think I did this last time. I'll do it again. Here are the guys who are shooting a higher percentage than him that are taking 
um, anywhere close to the same number of field goal attempts per game. Grant Williams is shooting 51.9%, is shooting it a little bit more. Grant Williams is shooting 5.8 threes a game. RJ Barrett is shooting 5.7 threes a game. Devin Booker, um, first-team All-NBA caliber player. How you doing? 53.3%, 7.5 attempts a game. The aforementioned Alec Burks, although Alec Burks has only played four games, so it feels like that's worth mentioning. And then, uh, oh, Steph, I guess, fell off. Oh, Steph's not first on the list anymore. How about that? So, yeah, it's uh, it's Alec Burks, Del- uh, uh, Devin Booker, and and Grant Williams. And that's your list. That's it. Pretty pretty nice company to be keeping for, for RJ. Uh, Matt Tomo, what's going on, Matt? KFS crew, just want to say I really appreciate the hard work. I left New York last year and lost my beloved sports talk radio. You guys filled that spot. Thanks. Uh, it's it's why we do this. Um, back when I decided I wanted to start a Knicks podcast, uh, Jesus, over five years ago now, I said, you know, I feel like there's a void there and and something that maybe sports sports talk radio was for me. When I was a kid growing up, I'd love to maybe try to be that for like even 0.001% of the people out there who are just big Nick fans. And so for you to say that means a lot. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG1 AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. CJ Cervantes, this is becoming a bit. RJ! In any voice you want, John. Now I got to try to do it in my bad Tibbs impersonation voice. Before the season started, I said, RJ for most improved player. We don't need to trade for a star. We have him already. I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. Every additional game, he does this. With every additional game, he becomes more and more and more... Indispensable isn't the word, although it's not a bad word, but like, because he's certainly indispensable to this team. Again, they, you know, they would be five and they might be five and two, you know, with him. Uh, but just like, again, I'll, I'll throw it back to what I mentioned the other day. Once upon a time, uh, Danny Ainge could have traded Jalen Brown for whether it was Kawhi or, or, or Jimmy Butler or Paul George, you know, all, all those, they had all those, those guys were in, were in rumors, right? And he held on, he held on, he held on, he held on. Is RJ at RJ now? Is he at where Jalen Brown was back then? Where people were like, oh man, you know, Jalen Brown might be good, but the, look at these guys. Um, and by the way, how did, how did that decision age for Danny, Danny age, right? Now, now obviously Brown's getting paid a lot of money. Uh, RJ's older than Brown was then this is RJ's fifth year. That's another thing that has to always be mentioned. Context is important and fair. So 23 is still young, relatively young, but, 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 you know, the four years of development that, that happened. So it, these are all, these are all tough questions. That's all. I'm always going to default to that. These are tough questions and I don't pretend, listen, there are times, right. As I, uh, very much alluded to earlier where I will sit here and I will have a take and I will be like, this is the, this is the thing. Um, and this is where it's at right now. But this is one of those where, you know, my gut tells me if push games to shove in the off season and they had a chance. And again, just to be very clear, we're talking about Joel Embiid or, you know, if he ever became available and they were actually able to have a trade discussion, like, you know, Luca or, or Jan. Like, we're, we're, we're not talking about Carl Anthony Towns. We're not talking about Donovan Mitchell. We're talking about an MVP caliber player. That's at this point, that is what RJ Barrett has elevated himself into. If you are going to trade him, you're going to trade him for one of those guys. You're not going to trade him for one of these like, and that's not to, that's not to um, be dismissive of any of those other guys, especially Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's tearing up the league right now. That dude's, like go look at his efficiency numbers right now. Like you think RJ's having a great year? Go look at Donovan and some of the and some of the shots that he takes and and makes every like he's still an incredible player, incredible player. But RJ is he's you know that's where the age and the contract um that all that stuff matters. What they have him now for three more years after this one. That think about that. They got him at they got him for twenty five whatever million this year, and I forget if that contract goes up or down, whatever it is. But it's about twenty five million a year for the next three years after this one. You want to talk about the bargain that I mean, but in the last year of RJ's deal, 
and look, we're getting there quick. We're gonna, we're gonna blink, and RJ is gonna be entering the last year of his, of his contract. To say nothing of the fact that like he'll be extension eligible and the whole thing, and that could be an interesting conversation if he's still here and he keeps getting better because there's max raises and the whole. We're not getting into that right now, but like there are gonna be players in the last year of RJ's deal when he's making whatever he's making 24, 25, 26, 27 million that are like making $70 million a year or more, you know? So yeah, it's gonna be pretty important to have a, a starting wing who could be a top player and, and give you maybe 25 and efficient 25 a night. You think that's going to be valuable for about $25 million salary? I think it'd be pretty good. Jonathan Hernandez, what's going on? If Quick and Brunson swapped roles, better or worse? That might be the most diabolical question I have gotten on this pod. Oh my God. As I look up and Brooklyn is winning 30 to 13 at home against Washington, wearing their um graffiti jerseys, cartoon jerseys. I don't know what they are. Uh okay. Um geez. Worse. But I had to think about it. I think Brunson <clears throat> is still, I know he's had an iffy start to the year for him. For him. The level of offensive shot creation, you know, that he can give you and that he gave them last year, where you looked up and you're like, man. Inside the arc, is he one of the 10 best pure shot creators in the sport? You know, and, and you know, there are always questions that come with it. Like, could you argue quickly is maybe a slightly better passer right now? I don't know. I'd love to have that. That's a that's a that's a Benji question. I'd love to ask Benji that at some point. Maybe next time he's on, Andrew, you can remember to write that down and we could talk about it. Like, who's who's a better passer right now? Jalen Brunson or Manu quickly? There I maybe the answer may be obvious. I'd don't really feel that strongly one way or another. I feel like you probably make arguments for both. I might skew quickly, but like Brunson to me still brings that level of efficient shot creation. And at the end of the day, I'm still always going to default to some extent to like, like show me like if I'm looking at an NBA team, what's the first question I'm asking? Who's your most efficient shot creator? You know, and like, what kind of player is that? How consistent are they? And all these other things. So, but the fact that you could ask that question and it's, I, I don't know. I, some, some may find it to be a ridiculous question. I don't. Um, that's just such a testament to the, to the player that quickly has become. And the, the one thing that you do have going for you, and it's very real. And look, Brunson, God bless. He keeps taking these charges. Took another charge today. He's lead, still leading the league in charges. Obviously, he's, he's averaging over a charge taken a game, which is absurd. Um, but defensively, even with all that, and, and he's been trying, and like he, he's really improved defensively this year, as Benji keeps saying. Even with that, it's it's not it's not a conversation defensively. Like they, they'd be a, a better team defensively if if. Um, quickly started. Now, there's two sides to that coin because right now, bringing quickly off the bench in the role that he's in, you really put the clamps down 
on that backup with the backup unit because other teams like they're obviously not featuring their best offensive players in their backup units oftentimes. And then when you get quickly in there defensively with the other guys, Hart and DiVincenzo and like they, they just make a really nice, I read you off the Barrett quickly defensive combo number before like that number is so good in part because it is against opposing bench units, you know, but man, the, th- the thought of a, a def- a starting defense where you have quickly and, and um, Mitch, and obviously Grimes too. Also, wouldn't want quickly to get into Foucho. It's a really interesting discussion. I, again, I'm going Brunson, and, and it's an easy decision for me. But again, not a ridiculous question by any by any stretch. Dom, Dom Cappuccini, you're always too generous, man. Um, two things Mitch doesn't always do. He did in one sequence: a defensive rebound where he finished with the ball high, and then post up on a big defender and finish with the bucket. Mitch's name is about to ring bells. His his rebounding continues to um, excel on both ends. I'm happy you mentioned the defensive rebounding. That was such a real thing early on. Remember early in his career? People really wondered whether um, uh, that he would ever be able to be a good defensive rebounder because he got pushed around. Now, shit, who's pushing Mitchell Robinson around? Nobody. And yeah, the post up. I mean, I, I, that I'm gonna have to go find that post up because that's gonna wind up being my my player of the game, play of the game probably. Um, in oh, speak of the devil, um, in uh, in tomorrow's newsletter. This is Julius Randall's uh, shout out to Nick's videos uh, at SNY underscore Nick's. Julius Randall and Mitchell Robinson's post touches. He's been begging for those. He might get a couple more now. He's got to hit his fucking free throws. <laughs> I'm sure Nick's I'm sure Nick's PR appreciated that one. Um thanks, Dom. Appreciate that, man. And Dom with another one. My goodness, you're too much, man. Um, call me crazy, but I have a hunch. Okay, I'm preparing myself. This streak continues through the week. Our Knicks are starting to look familiar. Like a team that went on a tear in February and March. Like the yeah, like the team that went on a tear in February and March. I spell a ruckus brewing. I love your way with words, man. It's very inspiring. Um, all right. Well, that's a good place for us to uh, finish up. I, I don't know if we have any more. I don't think so. So maybe Andrew could pop on for a second. So we'll, we'll do a little look ahead here. Oh, by the got? way, congratulations to one, not you, sorry, to one, Benji Ridholt. Speaking of meaningful, a meaningful win in the predictions. So how does that work? Benji, their team, John, Jeremy, and Benji. Jeremy, okay, yes. Shout out to our brothers of the tribe. They combined to go at least three and one this week, which was the prediction. Yep. Your hater self. Yep. You chose two and two, so we have one more game. Yep. Yeah. I guess that's a programming note for those wondering if there's going to be a John and Jeremy pod. They're recording Tuesday night for Wednesday, so. The detention game ball, all that stuff. Another set of predictions will come Wednesday morning since we have a, a post game tomorrow, which will be hosted by one Benji Ritholtz. Very excited to, to listen to that. I hope I really hope I'm listening to a win. Um, although I may, am I going to be on for the beginning of that? I guess, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think so, but we can talk. We, we will, we'll work through that. Okay. <laughs> Let me know. Yes. Uh, so upcoming games. 
uh, Boston Monday night at Boston, obviously. Um, Wednesday night at Atlanta. Atlanta continues to be the Jekyll and Hyde team of the NBA. Uh, they lost. Uh, who the hell was it? I was watching them yesterday. Yesterday, the day before. I don't know. It all runs together. I was watching Atlanta at some point. They, they, they really are a team. They had a great win. A, what was a frustrating game for both teams, but a good win in Mexico City against Orlando. And then they followed that up with a loss. Who they play? It was the last game Atlanta played against. I was just freaking watch the game. I can't think of who the hell they played. No idea. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, but they're a Jekyll and I team. They're 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 not bad, but they, you know, they're just up and down. Um, after that, at Washington. After that, at Charlotte, and then all of a sudden, what's looking like it's going to be one of the toughest games of their season. The last game of a five-game road trip at Minnesota, and Minnesota is tearing it up right now. Um, and then they get three days off, um, and then they play the day after Thanksgiving uh, against uh, Miami Heat back home. I tell you, man, if you beat Boston in Boston, I don't think they're going to. I'll just say it right now. I don't think they're going to win that game. But I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. The the best confidence vote I could give to tomorrow night's game is I absolutely think they can win in Boston. Sure. Which I wouldn't have said years back. I would have thought there were certain talent deficiencies between the Knicks and the quote unquote title contenders. But I'm I'm at the point with this this roster where if they're hitting anything close to league average in shots, then I think they have a chance to beat anybody. They have some like dominant things right now, especially with, with what this, this Mitchell Robinson offensive rebounding, they're getting like 10 extra possessions a game just off his gravity. You know, Hardenstein too was good on the offensive glass today. Mm-hmm. Um, that Atlanta game I was uh, searching for, it was against Miami, but it was uh, in Atlanta and there was no Jimmy and obviously heroes out. Yeah, our good friend at Hawks Fan TV was not happy. That's a shame. <laughs> we'll be on the pod this Wednesday, by the way. <laughs> the pregame pod. It's- I have to talk to him about the resurgence of RJ Barrett, who he said stinks and had a 2K rating of like a C, which I don't play 2K. Apparently, that's bad. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll add some fuel to the fire. If you want to bring this up to him, you feel free to. Um, you know, I think I've earn some level of credibility, at least where this is concerned. I will praise players on other teams. Like I, I am effusive in my praise for like Halliburton. For Look no further than Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and like how I talk about Jokic and yeah, and Embiid and like, you know, if there's a star on another team, it was great. Anthony Edwards. Like I, I, I love other stars on other teams. I'm jealous. So, you know, I'm, I don't try to hide that fact. I'm not sure that there's a player that I would root for that. I would enjoy rooting for less than Trey Young. Mm. You know, and and I say that as someone that has Julius Randle on his team. You know, the, the number of possessions that he for the, there's the defense, which is this whole other conversation. But even just focusing on the offense, which he's supposed to be great, or that I shouldn't. That's his strong suit, very clearly. The number of possessions that he has, where he'll just and I know I'm not the first person to say this, where he will he'll just chuck up a thirty or thirty two footer, and it's like, dude. You have the keys to the castle. You could do everything. You should be a top five offensive player. And it's shots like that that relegate him instead to more like a top 15 offensive player in league or top 20 offensive player in league. 
you know, and it's just he could get anything he wants, anytime he wants, whether it's still a line, a lob, whatever. And he just like that's settling, man. And that's like you're so good. I'm talking about Trey. Like he's so good that he could still put up great numbers even with that shit. But imagine if he didn't do that. That so, so frustrating. That Orlando game where so we we in our group chat, uh, we were reacting to the Indiana Milwaukee game. And and how that ended, and then it was Orlando against Atlanta, and Trey had like thirty in the first half. But every every Orlando offensive possession was just pick and roll, get to to Trey and take advantage of it. And then uh, uh, Snyder put Trey on Suggs, and the Magic went away from it in the second half. But the Magic were comfortably up by ten for most of the second half, and then down the stretch. They sub Trey out middle of the fourth. They yeah. get back in the game to tie it. And then Trey comes back in and, and it didn't go so well. Initially. It didn't go well at first and only because some shots were missed. And then he takes a bow at the end. And it's like they, they came back and won this game dis- despite you, my, my friend. There so. was a 20 point turnaround in that game in the second half because Trey just kept putting it up and it, he wasn't doing like a I, I, very yeah. frustrating player. Really, I agree. I agree. By the way, we missed a super chat, and it's uh, from from one of the OGs here at Knicks Film School, CT Pittman. <laughs> Finally, beat the matinee game allegations. That's a great way to put it. I love it. <clears throat> yes, CT yeah. and CT, who's from who I, I don't know if he's from, but he lives in Charlotte. So I'm sure this meant a ton to you, to any local uh, Hornets fans that you have to deal with. So, listen, uh, we kind of say this to a certain extent every year. But I think again, my, the only thing I've I've been yelling about more than start five and five, please, for the love of God, is the the parity in the league this year. I really think it's going to be more important than ever that when you get one of the games against those teams, you know, on your schedule, um, you got to take care of business. And, you know, that being that said, there might be more of those teams than we realized. I mean, is like. Is Memphis one of those teams? I mean, they're not going to be when Ja comes back, but like right now they are. Is like Utah one of those teams? They're looking like it. They're minus seven point seven, not per hundred. Just might that's their regular scoring margin, minus seven point seven. San Antonio, Portland, Detroit, Washington, Charlotte. I mean, Jesus Christ, would the Chicago join that group at some point? Um, you know, so that's eight right, eight teams right there. I mentioned. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I'm, I'm droning on. Uh, anything else? That's it. Uh, dare I say the most meaningful podcast uh, that I will do uh, today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. <laughs> thank you, Claudio. Thanks to our good friends at AG1. Um, don't forget. Uh, what's the code again? Here, say one, one last time. DrinkAG1.com slash film school. Uh, try AG1. And uh, let me get the thing up on the screen. So you will not you will not regret it. You get a nice fancy box uh, delivered to your door. Easy to make. I talked about it last time. This stuff is the easiest thing in the world to put together. Like I said, tastes great. Makes you feel good. All the boxes you could possibly want checked. They check. And um, yeah, don't forget. It's uh, DrinkAG1.com. Backslash film school, F I L M S C H O O L. Thank you, Andrew Claudio. Thanks, everybody. All super chatters, everybody for tuning in. And uh, like Andrew said, we will be back pregame pod for Boston, hosted by GMAC, postgame show, hosted by Benji Ritholtz. And then me and Jeremy coming at you 
with our uh, weekly wrap up show on uh, that'll be dropping Tuesday into Wednesday at midnight. Uh, so until then, take care and uh, talk to you soon. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com